0: welcome to the wedding pros podcast today we have bobby burns from redmond digital media as well as wedding film school on the podcast he's a friend of ours but he's also a really really great creative and a super super in shape muscly kind of guy who can do all kinds of <laughs> amazing feats as a ninja warrior so we're if you're into that stuff stay tuned if you're the type of person that's just here just so you can hear me publicizing our subscribing then do that now subscribe hit the bell do all that youtube stuff and of course if you're listening to on a podcast platform we really appreciate the reviews and five stars and all that stuff but without further ado here we got bobby burns how you doing bobby doing great cool
1: welcome to wedding pros man i'm I'm surprised it's taken us so long to (laughs) to get you on man i feel like we've talked about it on and off but
2: Schedules are busy, and you know yeah,
1: you know man, how it goes. I mean, so, hey, this is uh, this is I guess the year to do it where no one is busy. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is perfect
0: timing. Yeah, I want to say about um, Bobby. Bobby is one of the people who I decided I liked him before I liked anything he did, and and like <clears throat> as a person, like as a guy, I was like, this is a good dude. I appreciate this guy. Um, liked him on internet worlds and then we went to vision quest we had hung out a lot had some really good with you and your wonderful wife had some lunch um (laughs) and yeah like bobby's a great guy and really cool dude and so couldn't be happier to have him on today because we get to hang out with him so bobby um how long have you been doing wedding films
2: yeah so this is i mean i i guess i don't know if you count this season obviously it's a It's a different season. Um, Does anyone count this season? Yeah, I don't know. So I'm going to count it because it pads my uh, number of years. So this would be, if we're counting it, this would be 14 years that I've been shooting weddings. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So what are you like? You started shooting weddings when you were 12?
2: Yeah, I think I was (laughs) 9 or 10. But um, No, no, no. So, yeah, I I look very young. Uh, But let's see. I started shooting... I mean, I started shooting consistently when I was 18. I actually shot my first wedding when I was, I think, I was 16, um, on a whim. I don't really count that one. So, 18 is when I started from. I started as an intern with another company. Um, you know, continued to shoot for them for a little while and started booking my own stuff. And so that was 2007 or so, something like that. That's great. So you,
0: yeah. you know, you guys are making really beautiful work. Doing a great job. Thank you um, But in the middle of all this wedding filmmaking, you're also a warrior
2: of sorts. <laughs> of sorts, yes. <laughs> More of a ninja-style warrior. Yeah, of the ninja, <laughs> the ninja genre. What,
0: this is one of the like I, I know this is like a... It's also one of your passions, and it's something that's actually super cool, and I'm not making fun, but it's also yeah. like a p- peculiarity of Bobby Burns. So if you go check out Bobby, you're going to see these wedding films, and then you're going to see Wedding Film School with this YouTuber side, right, which he was doing even before Wedding Film School. And then, but mostly you're going to see Bobby on Ninja Warrior courses. How did you get <laughs> into that?
2: Yeah, no, I love, I love that we're just completely off topic here, off topic of weddings. Um, yes, yeah, it's interesting. So my brother, uh, I have a brother who's about half my age. Um, and when I moved back, we, we were based in California for a long time. I moved back um, to Minneapolis. And he was doing it. Um, and he was, like, very, very good. He, he placed, like, fifth overall in the world for his age group. And he invited me. I think I actually went to go see one of his competitions. And I was, like, like I saw it. I've always been athletic. I've always played team sports, like, my entire life. I've always been pretty good at any athletic endeavor, and I watched him do it, and I was like, I was like, "Like, that looks tough, but I could do that, you know? (laughs) At that time, he was like 12 or 13 or something. He's tearing up this course, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I'm stronger than him, you know? (laughs) Um, And so then he invited me to like an open gym or whatever just to mess around, and like, I got destroyed. Like, there's probably, I don't know, 30, 40 obstacles in there. I could do like two of them. And even then, I couldn't even do them well. I was like sore for a week after that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was hooked. Like, it was challenging. It was something that we could do together. Like, it's hard to find, especially at that time, like when he was so young, it, it was hard to find active things that we could do together um, and something that, like, we could actually be competitive with each other. Like, he, I still compete against him. Uh, like in like in world finals and stuff, we compete against each other and he will beat me very often. And so sibling rivalry, definitely a uh, a motivator in that. But it's a great workout, it's a bunch of fun. Like I've never been into lifting weights or anything like that that was just like a solo sport. Uh, so this kind of like, you know, gets you in shape but it's a fun way to do it. And you don't need 10 people to, you know, set up a basketball game or something like that, so.
1: I love it, man. You're like the Joe Rogan of like the wedding world, like so many
0: top-tier talents. Yeah. (laughs) Little known fact, I was at one point decent at rock climbing.
2: Ah, see, okay. So rock climbing, if you have a background in rock climbing, if you have a background in like gymnastics or randomly pole vaulting, like Hmm. people who do that excel in the warrior. So like seven people? Yeah, basically. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a similar, it, there's a lot of muscles that you wouldn't use in a lot of other sports or activities, but like rock climbing is a lot of grip strength, fingertip strength, forearm strength, stuff like that. So, you know, you do use a lot of that, uh, in Ninja Warrior. It's, it's, it feels like
1: one of those things that if you're going to do it, you kind of have to like yeah. go all in. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can just, you know, dip your toe in and be like, oh yeah, you yeah. know, I, I'm going to hurt for a week. And then. Not do it for a while. It's like I'm just gonna consistently yeah. show
0: up for one hour a week and, and be able to do ten percent yeah. of the course and yeah. then go home. Yeah,
2: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's just like anything. It's commitment, and the first time you go, mm-hmm. especially going as an adult, like it's just pretty discouraging. Like in in a good way if that motivates you. Like you might be there and it might be like an adult class or something, and that's great, and it's usually like an awesome atmosphere. But you might be there and there's like a bunch of ten year olds running around. Like, hitting every obstacle, and you, like, are just falling on everything. So there's uh, different ways about it. But, yeah. But uh, I don't know. You should give it a try, man. You never know. So um,
0: one of the other things about you, and so excuse me for not talking more about your wedding filmmaking, but you're just a diverse (laughs) person. You have a lot of um, just talents. And one of the things that you were doing, and this is one of the ways I knew you before I, I... before Wedding Film School, or before even what Ninja Warrior, which you're yeah. very well known for, is um, the YouTube stuff, the education stuff. And I remember watching one of your videos, um, maybe the only video I've ever watched on editing, um, in my okay. life. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I was awesome. like, mainly because I was like, screw this crap, I don't need this. And then I was just yeah. m- mainly like, oh, I keep seeing this guy, and I want to see what his content's like, and I was like, oh, this is really solid. This is like, it's really good educational content, and so I know that's something that was important to you. Why don't you talk a little bit about kind of your initial journey into deciding to make uh, YouTube content, specifically I think more educational style YouTube content.
2: Yeah, so, you know, this probably started, I want to say four years, it might even be five years ago, I don't know exactly, Um, and that whole stuff kind of came about actually at a wedding, Um, I was walking back to like the ceremony or something with a guest, Uh, he asked me, he was like, oh, you like, I forget exactly what he said, but it's like, oh, do you shoot video or something, and for me, I was like, he thinks I'm the photographer, like, you know, the typical... Typical dance you do at a wedding with a guest and you're like, oh I'm actually shooting video today and whatever and he was like, Oh no 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 like I mean do you shoot like other stuff like do you shoot anything for fun? And my like like I wasn't you know thinking through my response, just my gut response was, Oh, you know, no, not anymore. And when I said that, I was just like it just like instantly hit me, I was like, that is incredibly depressing because I started, you know, I got into filmmaking. I went to school for cinematography and whatever because that's what I enjoyed. Like my plan in life was I'm just going to work whatever job if I can make you know, some kind of film, whether that's weddings or short films or whatever, just for fun. And so yeah, I kind of like took that to heart and thought about what I wanted to do to basically pick up my camera that wasn't like I was only picking up my camera when I was getting paid. Um, and so that started out as doing like little daily vlogs and stuff like that, um, on YouTube. And then, you know, I've always enjoyed teaching, like we've had lots of interns and stuff like that. And I kind of just thought, Hey, you know, why don't I start putting out some content? Cause I was getting sick of the vlogs and it was just getting like boring and dumb for me. Um, so I found this to be a lot more, you know, it's a different topic every time, obviously. So, um, it was a lot more long-term for me. Um, So yeah, just started putting out content, um, grew that channel. Um, Like you mentioned, I've now moved on to Wedding Film School. That was about a month or two ago. So my previous channel is still going, it still has our wedding content on there and some of my educational content, but I grew that to just under 10,000 subscribers. Um, And then more recently, switched over to Wedding Film School.
0: Um, Why do you think, I mean, I think I know the answer, but why do you think (laughs) the average person it seems this way that like most of the content that does well on YouTube, is very much like beginner content. Most of it is, is like entry content for getting into the industry. Why do you think we don't have more content targeted at people who are maybe experienced and been around a long time?
2: I think there's probably two reasons for that that off the top of my head, I would say. The first is that if you are making stuff that is a little more basic, you probably have a broader audience. If you have a broader audience, you can you know, have your videos seen more or watched more times worth or whatever. Um, basically kind of increasing all your YouTube stats and having the video perform better overall, which then kind of you know subconsciously tells you, oh, make more content like this. Um, I think the second part of that too, and something that I've been guilty of for sure, and probably most people who are kind of more seasoned, you know, in the wedding industry is that in a lot of ways, like I try to be very conscious of not being stuck in my ways and being open to learning. Like I think we can all always learn. I mean, like you said, we met for the first time at Vision Quest. Like that was how many of those people were new? Not a lot. Like that was mostly no. pretty well seasoned. I think that was the goal, right? Learning. Yeah, I mean, and that was the goal of that exactly. But yeah, I mean like I I think that it's harder to make stuff for people who are running a successful business because they've found, you know, their way of doing things. And not that they think that they know everything or anything like that. But um, it's just harder to reach those people. Those people also probably have more work, which means less time maybe to be watching tutorials and stuff like that. So I think there's other reasons, too, I'm sure. But those are two that pop into my head probably, uh, probably up there. So.
0: Yeah, I feel like... Um it's one of the things when we started doing wedding pros that we were like, we want to make that content. And it's really hard because like the content, even if you do really good content and I think we're trying to figure out, like I was, I don't know if you saw, we have uh, we had Mike Michalowicz from profit first on last week. And I'm like, I feel like moving in that direction of giving people access to people that are even above, I think like, The natural tendency is no one will listen to someone who they don't think is better than them.
2: Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I think that ties in pretty much with my second point, yeah.
0: Like if I go and watch your tutorial and I'm going to go watch your wedding film and if I think I could edit better, I won't listen.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And it's so subjective, too. It is subjective. Uh, Like everyone who thinks they're a better editor, you know, the other person would look at it and be like,
0: eh, you know. Yeah, uh, I think you're moving into a realm of like, Personal taste, and that's one of the break barriers. And then I think yep. arrogance is a barrier. And yep. I think the only way you Definitely. can continue to grow is what you said, which is humility, really, is like having the humility yeah. to think I need to grow. And I think the second one is community. Establishing yeah. community. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I think there is a need, and and it, it, it is the top level of our industry is actually – very important because it establishes the pricing for everyone and establishes professional standards for everyone, but that's the hardest group of people to get plugged in and connected. Mm
2: -hmm. Definitely, and I I think also like even, I mean I would say this for most creative industries, like creative industries where you're self-employed or the majority of people are self-employed, like it can be very, like, there can be great community pockets in that, but as an overall, like, it can be pretty cutthroat, and so I think it's especially hard to be humble and say, like, oh, yeah, I could learn something from you, because in a way, that's, like, it can be perceived as a sign of weakness, and then, like, what are you, lesser than them, or you're worse at this, or, you know, like, there's, yeah, there's a lot of ego and stuff like that, and i think that stuff is dumb but like I understand why it happens. So and that's the same I mean that's not just filmmakers that's photographers that's yep. you know artists in general so I'm pretty I'm pretty
1: excited and and um thinking about our industry because I, I I do think there's another level I feel like that's emerging in our industry yeah. with with wedding film and and you know um wedding video in general where maybe you know, because it is kind of a newer thing, doing DSLR and doing this kind of editing. Like, uh, you've been in this long enough to see it go from like, you know, DV tape and you know, just hey, that's what I'm delivering yeah. is just I'm walking around and shooting people at the reception <laughs> saying, you know, congratulations and a well, bunch of got a people. message for
2: the bride.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to,
1: to yeah. what it is now, it's <laughs> it's a lot different, and so our industry is I yeah. think pretty young still, and so. I think we're at a stage right now where we're almost realizing like there's another level to this. It's not just, okay, I've been doing this for three years. I know how to put a lavalier on it and get pretty consistent audio, and my edits are pretty cued up. It's like there are levels to this game. I, I feel like there's another kind of oh, level I mean, I was right now.
0: I, was watch- I can never pronounce his name, but you know the guy from Super Weddings? Um, a film he did the other day where he composed all the music, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. whoa. Well, that's what I want to do, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah I think like there, but I think more than any of the next level stuff, I think the floor is being raised into what is normative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the expectation yeah. of quality, um, is much higher than even four yeah. years ago when, and and I think the other thing that's happening is the influencers at the top of our industry. And I, I can't say this for sure about like some of our previous, leaders because honestly jared and i have been doing weddings for 10 years or whatever and we have i never even heard of wedding film school yeah because i was running a real wedding business i didn't i didn't yeah i didn't need the content i didn't need the content because i was i went to the school already yep Yep. um yeah (laughs) and and so when i came on i was like the first thing that struck me because i just i literally didn't pay attention to any content related to weddings till two years ago
2: Okay, And yeah. I remember
0: joining some of these communities and seeing the people who had the most influence and thinking, these people don't love weddings.
2: Yeah. And I that's mean, that It's Yeah, exactly. Like, I think you have a lot more. It, I would agree with that. Like, even, even a handful of years ago, and I saw this a little more. Like, I think I saw it more happening first in the photographer community where the people who were kind of put up as like oh the best educators in the world like they weren't shooting weddings anymore yeah. like they were educators only and that's not a bad thing no. um, like I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you're making a living and you're happy that's what matters but like yeah I don't know like I, I, at least for me like it's important that I'm still enjoying weddings like that's always yeah. been something that you know we've always, I don't I mean you guys run a different you know type of company than what I run. No right or wrong in that. But, like, you know, I've very heavily limited how much I've shot for a very long time now because I, I know like where my limit is and where I'm just gonna not care about a wedding at a certain point. And I feel like that would be the worst thing ever. So, well, but it's uh, also for like, me and for the couple and whatever. So, you know,
0: you can't be cynical about weddings and yes, be a leader exactly. in a community. You can't be like, yep, I can't wait till I'm a full time travel person yeah screw weddings like like it's a means to an end to another thing they really want to be doing and i think that that's changing i think the people at the top they may be you know as you get older you can't just shoot as many weddings but you still love weddings you want it's a real industry with long-term viability that's being proven that you can do for 20 30 years you can have a real career in this and i think the pathway is much clearer for people and like
1: And the art's also more respected universally, I think, now than ever before, especially when it comes to wedding films. I think it applies for photography, too. You have all these photographers who are doing, like, super high-end fashion. Like, we had Joel and Justina on the podcast uh, weeks back, and they're artists. Like, I would say, first and foremost, they're, like, artists. They're, like, before they're even wedding people, but they do weddings. That's the art that they're doing, and, and there's more people like that that take it seriously as like an art form and outside people, maybe in the fashion world, maybe in like the documentary world. I mean, the lines are blurred, right? It's it's becoming more blurred for sure. Between
0: editorial work, the same people who shoot. Now you can shoot weddings and then get a job shooting for Vogue. Mm -hmm. Yep. And nobody would blink. And I think, so that's a good thing for our industry. And this idea that it's like this less than art form. Yeah. Is, totally. is decreasing, and so I think I say all that to say I think this YouTube thing I think it's I think it's going to stick around. I think this YouTube thing. <laughs> okay. think,
1: you got something going on over there. What Bobby. is this yeah. YouTube? Yeah. What, is, what are the
2: YouTubes?
0: Um, yeah. But I do think though, like, what would you say to somebody who's like, I want to get into making this type of content because. A lot of people, I I think, aspire to do this. And and in my personal opinion, is more people want to do it than people want to watch it. And I think there's there's, there's limits. So kind of convince someone to do it and maybe not to do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can convince you uh, either way. (laughs) I think uh, the biggest thing for me that, like, just right off the bat, I would say is you have to be really... Like, you really need to look at why you want to do it. Um, Kind of like you said, like, it is especially like wedding filmmaking or just kind of video tutorial stuff like that. Like, not that you can't be successful in it, but it is a very saturated market already. Um, There are lots, I mean, there are lots of people who do great work and have a ton of knowledge educating, and there's lots of people who have only been around, you know, for a little while and sharing little tips and tricks and, you know, whatever. So my biggest thing is like, you have to do it because you enjoy it or because it brings you some form of, you know, joy or positivity or, or whatever. Um, Like, if you're in it, if you're like, oh, you know, I don't want to shoot weddings anymore. Like, this is my way out. I'm going to educate people. Like, if that's your business plan, I mean, not that it can't work, but it's unlikely to work. Like, there's just so much that's kind of out of your control. Um, So I think if you're doing it because you love it, because you want to share, you know, with the community, or even, like, if you want to give back to the community, like, if you were, you know... Big on watching wedding film school four years ago or whatever, and now like you've established your business and you've found things that work for you, like there's nothing wrong with putting that content out there and you never know, maybe you get a big following and maybe you know it works out all great. But like if you're gonna base your success or your joy in that topic on, you know, how many views did I get or how much money am I making from it, like it's probably the wrong reasons, I would say.
0: You know, the thing that I see too is is one of the – and I'm not sure I have this talent, by the way. There's a unique talent needed in terms of – you know who has the talent? The it factor, Matt Johnson, right? Yep. His content is good, but his personality is even better. Yep. And and so, like, you see, like, it's not just a matter of having good content. And that's what people need to realize. Like, it's making it as an influencer um, – which is really what we're talking about. It's a different social media platform. Like YouTube is a social media platform. Absolutely. Even though it's a content delivery platform and more than more so maybe than Instagram is, it's definitely a social media platform and it's got its own community, like all this stuff. And, And like you have to have kind of a decision to not just have good ideas, not just to have good content that is a, you know, it was written on a piece of paper if somebody would say yes but it's about <laughs> how agree. it's communicated yeah i agree that that is the right <laughs> way to edit what good information <laughs> no. like people are looking for entertainment yeah absolutely yeah it's, and it's, and yeah. like that that's what i would say to someone is like and like we haven't necessarily i am not a youtube guru we will post a video and we'll get 100 views on it given it's an hour and 10 minutes long but like yeah. we're not doing that to have a ton of clicks and views, we're we're doing it because we have, a, we want to, we yeah. feel like it, which is a good reason. <laughs> but second of all, because we want to um, get plugged in and connected with people in our industry and make it accessible. Who knows? Somebody might listen to it and it might be the exact thing they need to hear for their business. Yeah. So we're not necessarily trying to give you tips and tricks, but like, at the end of the day, it's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. a lot of
2: work. Yeah. I mean, there's. I think there's so many things that need to go right like you hit on a handful of um or kind of you know boxes that you need to check and even if you check all those boxes of like you have great content it's timely it's like put together well uh you're actually doing good work in the wedding industry you have a great personality like all that stuff and more if you hit all those boxes it still guarantees nothing you know so like Yeah. Yeah like you guys like, your reason for doing it has to be a big motivator for it because, yes. like you said, it is so much work. Um, and like having yeah. that motivation and still running a business, like you guys are still running your business, I'm still running my business. Like We both shoot plenty of weddings, commercial work, whatever, in addition to YouTube stuff. So having that motivation to still be creative, um, like for me, YouTube stuff is a creative outlet and so, that works. Like I can go shoot yeah. all day for a wedding, but I'm still pumped to go do a tutorial the next day. Um, yeah. But if you don't have that, like it's gonna be pretty tough.
1: Uh, I've really enjoyed the, when we go out and we do because we don't do a lot of it. But the YouTube content, like we might yeah. do, like we did a gimbal video. When we did the gimbal video, I just enjoyed shooting something. Like I, I never get to go just go out and like do it right. And like, hey, I got to go out with Caleb and just walk around with a gimbal and try the three different types of gimbals that we have out and see which ones I actually like side by side. I would never find an excuse to do that otherwise. Yeah. Except just doing it for a YouTube video. Let's see. Let's go check it out. And like testing our gear and just being a little bit creative and have a little bit of fun at the same time. I, I don't know. I find it hard unless I'm motivated to like create a YouTube video that people will actually watch to just whip out the gimbal and run tests or something like that. So that that's been rewarding for me, but I I think you're right. You have to find the motivation and it really probably isn't going to be become Insta famous on. No, (laughs) I
0: think ego is a very bad reason to do anything because everything (laughs) that requires you, everything that requires a starting point usually starts with humility and with like, small beginnings and might never turn into anything. And if you define yourself that way, you're going to be pretty depressed. But I think one thing I would say with anything, this is just a business strategy thing is like, give yourself multiple wins. Yeah. And they can't always be tied to very overt metrics. They can be tied to personal satisfaction. They can be tied to networking and connections. You know, like Jared and I have done this wedding pros thing and nobody would look at us and say, Oh, look, we haven't monetized our channel, we haven't got any sponsors, but I know I've made money. Yeah because I've, I've been very purposeful with my with the people that I've networked with, and we've been establishing relationships that are valuable for us professionally. We've also, and I think more importantly, established community connections that are valuable. Totally For us, personally, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think I've grown as a creative, you know, like putting yourself out there will force you to have to release good work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, yeah, your stuff is out there.
1: (laughs) When, when you're around a community that, that does just amazing stuff, I I think that's just, and, and they can be like, well, yeah, that's good. But like, you can get better in these areas. I I think subjecting yourself to that is always a
2: really good thing
0: yeah so it's like if you're interested in doing it i actually would say there's a lot of good reasons to do it but most of them are not financial
2: (laughs) yeah that's a good way to look at it (laughs) i mean it can be you can i mean you can get sponsors you can get gear to test out you can get stuff like that you can make actual money in your bank account like that can happen sure you can but yeah like you said like the other reasons have to be kind of the motivator and um, and you know, I, I can love definitely what you make a lot more doing. money
0: with wedding films.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we've talked about that. We're like, do I make money from YouTube? Yes, I do. But like, I can make a heck of a lot more in one day, you know, shooting a high end wedding. So, you know, yep. um, and that's just the way it is. And that's okay. life isn't
0: binary though. Yeah. Life isn't binary. It's not straightforward. Yep. Life is everything. We, all the decisions we make, is a combination of like financial reward creative reward, personal reward. And I do think YouTube is an interesting way for us as creatives and a community. And I, I'm interested in that next evolution in our industry, specifically in wedding films and wedding photography is expanding the community because we need a lot more in terms of mobilizing our standards, mobilizing our pricing, things that really will change our quality of life that are more conversations that need to have happen within our community. Um, And I think YouTube is a great way to do it. Facebook is a great way to do it. And so I think, I mean, I think the best is yet to come as soon as we can get through 2021.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I think, too, uh, to that point, like, I think a lot of the, you know, we kind of talked about, like, that top tier of educators now and kind of that new wave of educators in the industry or newer wave or whatever. And, you know, I think a lot of those people, myself included, are, people that are open to having those types of conversations that like really want the best for the industry, not just for themselves, like are very willing. I mean, clearly you see it in YouTube, like you see it in my stuff, you see it in Matt Johnson's stuff, you see it in, you know, anybody who's kind of one of the, you know, bigger educators in the wedding uh, film industry is like, people are like an open book. Like people really want this industry to be lifted up as a whole and not like, I'm not just like, oh, you know, love love my tutorials. I feel so big and powerful. You know what I mean? Like, I do not care. Like, I literally want, you know, 100 new wedding filmmakers to see this and be like, oh, I could save money here or I could do this more efficiently or, wow, my prices actually don't really make sense or, you know, whatever. Like, everybody yep. there wants what's best for the industry and I don't think that was always the case with educators. Um, you know?
0: So that is a great, great segue to what one of the things I think is the most interesting that's happening in your life. And I think it's interesting in our industry just in general and is you're, you took over wedding film school. And I think if you don't know about wedding film school, if you're just listening to, which I, I don't think many, if you're a wedding filmmaker, you probably do. If you're a wedding photographer, maybe you don't. Wedding film school was, I would think the premier wedding cinematography, like, training especially with free content yep especially because they, they they delivered a lot of there was a youtube channel that delivered a lot of great content and i think probably the largest single source of educational content on wedding filmmaking in the world yeah um and a lot of people got their start off of this channel they and it was a, you know they've had a couple different people from scott mckenna um craig adams um now jason and bobby and at one point this channel was this huge it was a a, basically a youtube celebrity almost um and then through different reasons mainly just the people who were previous owners uh, moved on to other parts of their careers moved off of weddings and away from wedding film school the channel kind of fell into disrepair to the point where they were releasing like at one point, like, four videos in one year. And, um, like, to the point where I literally was like, does that still exist okay. at one point? And, and you know, not uh, with no certain way, I, I, I have zero ax to grind one way or the other with Wedding Film School or any of those. I know some people have some negative feelings about some of the previous regime. I don't have any of those. And so I was ignorant, and I was new to me. I just knew it was a big deal at one point. And then it wasn't, and I was like, "Man, what a like! I hope somebody can resurrect that brand, that property, because it has so much built-in value and pent-up demand." And so recently, Bobby Burns joined, took a portion of it, and and um, he started kind of doing some of his educational content through that brand, and so that's where they are now like they were, it's kind of one of those, I would say like one of those movies where like you, you hit the heights (laughs) and then maybe you, the fighter hits the mat and then now we're getting up and we're fighting back. And I think there's, there's an, there's new life to wedding film school now.
2: Yeah.
0: So that being said, like, first of all, what is it like to take over? Like, I think a brand that has so much of a, like it's got a good reputation, bad reputation, opportunity, all these things kind of, it's not a simple yeah. thing. When you say wedding film school, it's complicated for a lot of people. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're just thrust in the middle of
2: it. <laughs> for sure, yeah. I mean, wedding film school, yeah, I mean, saying that word will mean or kind of bring up different emotions for a variety of different people. Um, I, I was you know, a fan of wedding film school. I actually, I remember I reached out to like Craig who started it and ran it for a while, like right when he was starting, because I was in New York And I was just like, hey, you know, we should meet up or something. And uh, it didn't work out or something like that. I never ended up meeting him. So, Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, basically I was aware of wedding film school. I was already pretty well into my career at that point. Um, But wedding film school was, like you said, I mean, it was like the main source of education. For tons of wedding filmmakers that are still going today, and you know probably plenty who have moved on to other things or other areas of life as well. Um, but yeah, I mean taking it or not taking it over, but joining Jason uh, in kind of running Wedding Film School has been a whole bunch of things. I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's definitely challenges, um, like you mentioned, like it was kind of the top tier, um, kind of the go-to, I guess, if you will, especially if you were starting out. But plenty of information there for. Uh, you know, more seasoned people as well, and then, yeah, I mean, it changed hands a bunch of times, I think it was, you know, just the, the mo- like we talked about with YouTube, the motivation maybe just wasn't there, or the drive to do it, or, or whatever, and, um, you know, changed hands a couple of times, eventually to Jason, and then Jason brought me on, and so, you know, I think we acknowledge, like, we definitely acknowledge where it was, it was... The go to spot. We definitely acknowledge where it's been, which is like, I mean, yeah, it was kind of just left without any content for like a couple years. I mean, some small stuff here and there, um, a couple, you know, announcements of somebody new taking over the channel and whatever. Um, But, you know, we're really intent on getting it back on track. Um, I've been porting over a lot of my previous content, like my library, onto there, uh, and then also creating new stuff. Uh, continuing to create new stuff um, kind of in the same realm of what i was doing already which is very similar to what wedding film school was in a general sense
0: yeah and it's like you know i'm i'm super psyched to see it by the way because i think you know as much as like things get personal with people yeah the the brand itself First of all, it's just got a good name. I wish I had- (laughs) We got in early. (laughs) (laughs) Like the name is so good. And I think it has like a level of importance to our industry that, you know, it's better that it does well than it doesn't do well, no matter who's running
2: it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, ultimately what we want it to be and what it should be is just a great resource, a free resource for people in any stage of their career you know, mostly geared towards wedding filmmakers, but there's plenty of stuff in there too that's just like running a business or a creative business. I mean, plenty of stuff that would apply to photographers, stuff like that as well. So kind of creatives in a general sense, but obviously the focus being wedding filmmaking. And yeah, I mean, like you said, like I like I acknowledge, you know, you say wedding film school, you say some of the previous people who hosted it or whatever, like that can be, bring about different emotions for different people. Like I think my big thing is like, I think a lot of neg- negativity is probably manifested more in dealing with you know, a person themselves. So you know, if there were plenty of people who loved Craig and there were plenty of people who didn't. And anything there is like, that's between them. Like that has nothing to do with the brand. It has nothing to do with what myself and Jason are you know, bringing to the table now. Uh, and kind of like our you know, plans for the future of, of Wedding Film School.
1: I think the, the main question people out there probably have for for wedding film school is, is that poor guy ever gonna get his $250 back from <laughs> Craig Adams? I think that's the, the, the people are demanding. The, the burning to, uh, question. You
2: know, guys <laughs> should do a video about it and give him a $250 <laughs> gift
0: card.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing no. that. Uh, like recently it came up in something. I mean, obviously I had nothing to do with that. Jason had nothing to do with that. Yeah, that's uh, so funny though. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean be uh, the, the running joke. I had no idea, and then it, it, it seems to just
2: you know.
0: I want to just get persist. Venmo the guy two hundred fifty bucks someday. Just so he'll be quiet about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do see. I mean, it's got to be multiple years now at this point, but I do see it pop up every now and then. Uh, and with, you know, it's, with interest, I mean, it's probably up right now. <laughs> Three hundred. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I mean, no, I think that's I, one of the I, things where like it's it's it, that's a great example of like. It, any like it sucks that any negative connotation kind of connected itself to wedding film school. When that guy's dispute is with whatever Craig's company was, I don't, I don't know exactly. You know, but <laughs> what? Um, so with there being a ton of like
1: curriculums and and you know full time filmmaker things like that that kind of came around you know the same time. Um, that is all kind of paid content. Um, what in general would you say is a big Differentiator between something like a wedding film school and and what you guys plan to do in the future. I know just a ton of people in the industry are offering kind of like a paid curriculum nowadays. Yeah. What uh, what would you say kind of differentiates wedding film school from the the paid stuff? And you know,
2: yeah, I mean, obviously the <laughs> the first and foremost is that it's not paid. Uh, at least yeah. the stuff on YouTube. Like, who knows in the future if we'll do you know an online course or something like that. Um, I think you know one of the main differences is like um you look at the people you know you look at uh, John and Nick with how to film weddings they just put out uh, I think it's called the complete wedding videography course and I could be wrong so I'm sorry if I got that wrong but like it's a very intentional step by step um you know start at the start end at the finish and obviously you can learn more beyond that you're not like you've not downloaded all your knowledge and you're you know done learning at that point but like It's very, a step-by-step linear guide to wedding filmmaking. Um, And I think Wedding Film School, like any YouTube channel, is like a little more, you know, if you go back a year, or, you know, let's say a year from now, you go back a year. So you start with when I came onto the channel. It's not like I start with, here's how to set up your LLC, and here's how to get a business license. And then, you know, in a year from now, we're like, here's how to deliver your films. Um, So, you know, there's not that linear aspect to it like there are maybe in small portions where like you mentioned my editing um, tutorials which i do plan to release on wedding film school i'm probably going to tweak some of that but like that was eight or nine videos that did very much start from the beginning of an edit you know importing and whatnot all the way to delivery so you get kind of you little totally should release that, that. that. that that's, that's exactly that's the what that audience
0: needs to see like <laughs> yeah for me i was like meh because it's like the stuff I do, but yeah. I was watching it more to say how could I show this to my editor if I was yeah. bringing on a new young kid? What would I show him? Exactly, I might show him that, you know. Yeah. And I think I think like <clears throat> I don't have any disdain for that, and I think there's a lot of um that's an important piece of content. And like I forget what it was like to start out. Some of the questions I see people ask on Facebook, I'm like, are you stupid? <laughs> like th- that you don't know this and i yeah. think back and i'm like you know what i didn't know that at all yeah at one point or until i paid a bunch of prices and then exactly. i paid for my education and so i think it's important if your experience don't be a dirty old man with crusty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> angry opinions all the time because for sure like so. you're gonna once that person figures out that audio they're gonna wipe the floor with you because they're gonna charge half the price you are
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> um But yeah, yeah, I mean, so I think that's one of the, I mean, I think like, you know, ultimately Wedding Film School doesn't compete with full-time filmmaker, it doesn't compete with a complete wedding videography course, like that's not the intention. Like you can learn from Wedding Film School, you can learn from John and Nick at How to Film Film Weddings, you can learn from Matt Johnson. Like everybody kind of in this sphere of education, whether it's paid or not, is there to help you grow as a filmmaker. and there are advantages to paid courses, the you know, linear and very like you know exactly what you're getting, um, whereas I'm going to release, you know, on Thursday, when I release my next video, it's going to be whatever I feel like releasing. Um, yeah, so yeah. you know there's that aspect of it. And then I think you know a, a, a paid course, like we kind of talked about, um, you know when you make something for newer people, you tend to get more views, you get more engagement, it does better on YouTube, and you're kind of like subconsciously funneled to creating more content like that. And so I think in a paid course, you can more easily target a specific demographic, which could be somebody who's already very well established and you're going to get maybe a better response than you might get on YouTube in some ways, if that makes sense.
0: Well, and I think there's a perception that if it costs money, it's for some people, when you start delivering certain content, like. That it costs money, therefore it's more quality, which I don't think is true. But I think I think one other thing about it is, and I hear sometimes people be like, "Ah, oh, you can't. You need to pay for a course to learn." And I'm like, that's not true either. But it's, for some people, it, if your learning style is much more linear, that's how you like to learn. A paid course may be better. I think if you are want to immerse yourself in what it means to really be a professional, I think YouTube might be better because, because YouTube is going to do like, Hey, we're going to interview this guy. And then like, you're going to hear how professionals talk and you're going to get to know people. And then you're also going to say, they're going to, Hey, we're going to review this gear. Like they're going to switch gears. And it's just, it's more like hanging out with other professionals. And there's a huge value on that that you don't get on a very linear now you turn your camera to this. Now you do this. Now you do this.
2: I think that a I think that a paid course or a lot of the paid courses and and there's nothing wrong with this, but it's very like no, good. hand fed to the viewer of exactly how to go about doing something, and there can be a lot of like theory in that too. It's not just like do this, mm. do this, do this, do this, but it is very much like yeah, I mean, if you, if you take one person's course, you're gonna get one person. Like, Matt That's Johnson like runs his, yeah, runs his company the way he runs his company. I run my company the way I run mine. You guys run yours the way you run yours. So, if I put out a course, it's going to be very much how I see and do things, and there's nothing wrong with that at all, especially if you admire that person, their business, their work, mm-hmm. et cetera. It's, but yeah, going to YouTube, totally. obviously, you're gonna get way more, and I think you can learn from everything. Like, I could probably, I have 14 years in the industry, Could go take John and Nick's course or full-time filmmaker, and I guarantee I would learn something from it. You know, so
0: you would probably though learn more from hanging out with a bunch of and having conversations with Alex Douglas than you
2: would taking. Well, I think anybody would learn more from hanging out with (laughs) Alex. But I actually don't
0: think that's true, though. Well, yeah, I guess a person starting out. That conversation might be here, and they're not ready for that. They're ready I, for this. And I think that's yeah. what I like about those courses. They let you hand-pick content where someone's ready, and it's a great starting point for someone. I'm pro-paid courses, and I'm pro-YouTube, and I think yeah. they're supplemental of one another and yeah, coalescing absolutely. and not opposing. And I think a lot of people should do both. Yeah. Yeah, they're both because
2: necessary, and they both get you to different stages. And I think mm-hmm. you're right, actually. Now that you said that, like, especially if you're just start, like, if I go to and chat with Alex Douglas, one of my favorite wedding filmmakers, um, like, so much of what I'm gonna get out of that, I mean, yeah, there could be technical things, probably some like editing stuff because he's an amazing editor. But like, a lot of what I'm gonna get is like inspiration, motivation. More like intangible stuff that you can't get out of a paid online course as much, you know. So yeah, I mean that's no. it's very different. It's all
0: about what goes into the thinking. Yep. And less about what is it's all about the why and less about the how. Yeah. And I think YouTube gives you an opportunity to deliver more like I'm we're not by like any stretch, um, educators or so leaders in our community at all but i do think if somebody listened to the people we interview and they listen to the way that they think they would learn something different than if they watched a tutorial yeah and it would just be like oh that's how that guy thinks that's his temperament that's his like i'm telling you like i know henry martin's pretty well yeah he's a good editor and a, he's a very good shooter and all that stuff but he's got a secret sauce that isn't shooting and editing. Yeah. It's just Henry.
2: Yeah, it's not teachable. And it's mm-hmm. it, it You and, have to observe it over time. Yeah. And a course I'll is learn. going to yeah, it's going to give you tips, technical things, etcetera, whereas yeah, like watching a podcast or whatever, like you're going to learn things, you're going to internalize things and then those things are things that you will kind of shape and mold to fit you, your style, your personality, your brand, your business, um not that those are any less or more important, but like, uh, a, a course is gonna be a little more um, straightforward. Not that there isn't a different way to do it, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's not something that you can internalize and kind of shape as much to you, if that makes sense. I yeah. guess
0: what we're saying is give all your money to educators.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just go on YouTube even though it's free and I don't know, find the PayPal ad Demand a Patreon. There. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah no I mean there's room for both they should both exist they both have a purpose and yeah yeah.
1: Bobby what are, what are you most excited about with uh, Wedding Film School in the future
2: yeah I mean I think the main thing is hopefully just getting it back to where it was um, you know there's still a community there both on YouTube and on Facebook and it's a community of people across the board um, as far as their you know skill set and experience level so You know, I hope that we can bring consistent work, kind of gain back people's, you know, I don't know that we lost their trust, but like when you let a YouTube channel sit for two years, essentially, people move on. So um, I think we want to show that it can still be like kind of a gold standard, you know, top tier educator in the industry um, and really just continue to, you know, to show that and live that out. Um, I've been a part of it now for, probably not quite 2 months like 6 weeks maybe something like that and in that time like we've released I've released more videos in 6 weeks than I think Wedding Film School had in you know 2 or 3 years so <laughs> I think we've showed that like we're actually committed Jason and myself are actually you know we are putting out content we're reaching out to brands and you know we're we're doing what we need to be doing and hopefully we can kind of get it back on track and you know back to where it was
1: dude it's been so nice just seeing life to it and seeing people you know get excited about you posting videos and just yeah having the education back in you know the school so yeah i that's think
0: that's it i think you are a excellent educator so <laughs> thank you i'm excited I would agree. i'm excited about <laughs> because like i've taught i've actually taught video editing in high schools for 10 years okay oh dang um so that that's like my first ever real job and reality i still teach (laughs) for like one period a week just because i I like teaching i like educating but i never ever like the idea of even screen recording my my screen (laughs) it's just like no and because like i'm just too like i'm too like i'm gonna skip because i I was actually final cut certified okay by apple very cool yeah um and, and, I, and, and I pretty quickly realized that I don't even want to learn any of the new plugins because it's faster, any of the new features, any of the new shortcuts, because I could just be way faster doing what I know. Yeah. And that's not really good educating <laughs> when you just skip stuff because you don't need to know it and you just do it the way you want to do it. And so I'm glad to see like, someone who's thorough and willing to be patient with people, even just... That's really what you're doing. When you walk people through something, really, really good educators are very patient. Yeah. And you're delivering a very patient, measured approach that I think is digestible. And if you haven't checked out his content, and you're, especially if you're like, you know what I would say? If you are a person who's like a photographer who wants to try video, Bobby's content is excellent for you. If you are just maybe a more of a, you're more of a shooter, but you're not a good editor... Or you don't know anything about business and you just want somebody to walk you through it in like in a way that it's going to make you feel not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I think, Fingers I think, crossed. <laughs> well, no, I really do think like that your, your, your attitude towards people comes through. And that's why I think like we want Wedding Film School to succeed because I want things where that are people first to do. Well. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's your the heart goal. and that's your goal. Yeah,
2: for sure. So, yeah.
0: How, how do people get connected with you?
2: Yeah, so you can uh, you know all the educational content, especially moving forward, over on Wedding Film School uh, on YouTube. So um, I think you can just go to YouTube.com/slash/WeddingFilmSchool or just search it. You'll find it very easily. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be educational stuff, and uh, you can see our uh, our films on my own personal YouTube, which is my company name, Redmond Digital Media, or just on our website, RedmondDigitalMedia.com. That's yeah. awesome. Man. It's about everything. You can see my Ninja yeah. Warrior stuff on Instagram, so.
0: Yeah, definitely check that <laughs> out. Um, hey Bobby, thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's really, really awesome to kind of get behind the scenes a little on the Wedding Film School stuff. And I, yeah. I, I hope if you're listening to this and you have a cynical attitude about Wedding Film School, you would at least give it a chance. Yeah. And um, if there's a one guy who should make you non-cynical, I think it's Bobby Burns. <laughs> <laughs>
2: appreciate it yeah thank you guys so much this was a blast i mean always love chatting with you too and hopefully you know anybody watching learn some stuff
1: well guys thank you for watching the wedding pros podcast this week bobby thank you for being on uh make sure you're following us on youtube uh, where we post each and every episode as well as uh gives us five star review wherever you might listen to podcasts as well and guys also we never say this share this with your friends Share it online uh, if you think that somebody could actually benefit uh, from the conversations we have here on Wedding Bros. Um, definitely share it with them as well. Uh, that helps us out a lot. And we will see you on the next
0: episode of Wedding Pros.